This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's Groundhog Day again. Wait a minute, it is? Yeah. How is uh, it how's it Groundhog Day? Uh President Trump has been oh. indicted again. Yeah, that. Ammon Bundy has been sued again. Mm-hmm. It's hot again. You played golf again. I did. And, and you guys did well. Played very well. We uh ended up winning our flight. Cool. For the first time, this is the third time we've played in this tournament, my son never, and I. I've never even played on a plane before. My son and I, first time we've uh, ever played in this uh, tournament, mm-hmm. and first time that we have won it. We've been really bad the previous two times. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, um, and for the first time ever, I hit an albatross. Yeah, which for those of you who don't know, uh, there's par, which means you get it in the correct number of uh, strokes mm-hmm. uh birdie is one stroke under that eagle is two strokes under that an albatross is three strokes under par so you hit a you, you scored a two on a, on a five par on a par five wow yeah chipped in from uh, 140 yards this is how crazy this is that's a pitch in from there we are <laughs> we are um playing with the uh, another pairing and we mm-hmm. were the two leaders we were tied with them right uh gross and ahead of them net um on the tournament so on this particular par five i pitched in from 140 yards in the hole and i thought and they were up uh, uh three by this point yeah. we, this was like 12 holes in um they were up by three on us on the uh, gross and i thought okay for sure we're going to pick up two here because um they have to uh chip from about 30, 40 yards off the green. They chipped in for eagle. Serious. So on a par five, which would have been 10 strokes total, we took five strokes between the two of us. (laughs) That is the greatest hole I've ever heard of. (laughs) We were just, people uh, were playing the next hole watching, and it's like, what in the hell is going on? (laughs) You you walk up like, yeah, we do this all the time. (laughs) By the way, uh, albatross is statistically Harder to get than a hole-in-one. Is that right? Which, by the way, I have had one of those, too. Yeah. Not this weekend. Al- almost two, as of a few weeks ago. Yeah, not this weekend, but yeah. So, great time. And it, anybody who is, you know, it's awesome to be able to play with uh, your, your kids, either your daughter or son, especially in a tournament when you do well. So, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and uh, McCall puts on a fantastic tournament, and I've already spent my money. I got another new club and a jacket. And, well done. Yeah. So is good, the jacket, good time. Is the jacket green? No, oh, too no. This is a, it's a it's a rain jacket. Which I don't some, have. I hadn't had up until this. Something point to aspire to. Yeah. So we had a good time, and then uh, played another round of golf uh, yesterday at Jug Mountain and stunk the place up. But luckily, we stunk the place <laughs> up when it didn't count. I think we got into the point. I think we were all tired uh, of golf by that by that time. Three straight days. Uh, Jug Mountain's a fun place, but it's a tough course. Yeah, it's going to keep you off the PGA Tour, the fact that you tire out in three Pro- days. Probably, yeah. Um, we have a heat advisory, in effect, from today until tomorrow night at about 9 p.m. We're looking at temperatures across the Treasure Valley 
uh, above 100 and more than just one or two degrees up to uh, as high as maybe 105. See, it was smart for you to get your golf out of the way over the weekend. Well, I wouldn't have mind. McCall's about 10 to 13 degrees cooler. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. even up there, even... Even today, where it's 103, 104 here, it's Why? only it's only supposed to be like 92. Why on earth did you come back? Uh, well, uh, wait for this. I, I'm out. Yeah, I, I missed you guys. Yeah, that's that's why. That's why I missed everybody. <laughs> it's also payday. Coincidentally. Coincidentally, payday. Hello. Um, it, things we're going to be talking about. I, I, I mentioned because it's, it's like I leave and I come back and we're talking about the same exact thing mm-hmm. five days later. Uh, although it's not the same exact thing. Um, it's very, very similar. Very similar. Um, Trump and 18 others have been charged in a Georgia indictment, 98 pages. Uh, what were there, 41 different yeah. charges, something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this case is just weird from the get-go. And we'll talk more about this, why this is weird. The, the one thing I'll say that was really weird yesterday was the fact that the indictment showed up on the uh, prosecutor's website yesterday afternoon. And, of course, you have people watching for it because mm-hmm. they know that the indictment, and they expect the indictment sometime this week, so people are watching it. And then it was deleted from the website, and then prosecutor, Fannie uh, Willis, said, oh, no, that was just a clerical thing. There was no charges. We haven't filed any charges. Uh, I don't know what this is. And somebody, by the way, somebody screwed up. And by the way, if the one we issue later today is identical, that'll be just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. Yes, just a coincidence. Pay no I, attention to the man behind the curtain. I don't... The, the strange part to me is... Here you are, you've started, you're a prosecutor, you have to be careful because you have people that think this is going to be a sham Mm -hmm. trial anyway, and then within the first hours of the indictment, you are, as a prosecutor, have lied once already. (laughs) It just makes no sense. It's like, you knew that these charges were real, why didn't you just say, yes, we put them up, we weren't supposed to post them before i made the official announcement you know we we messed up i'm sorry instead of saying no this was a clerical error there have been no charges filed nothing has happened what was she supposed to say though she was was she supposed to go on and say you know we we screwed up we just cannot get organized in this office well you should have admitted you screwed up because you (laughs) did and everybody knows it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You know she screwed up. However, you know in this decade we don't admit screwing up. We just tell people <laughs> that they that they they can't believe what they saw. Are you going to believe me and what I say? Or are or you going to believe if you're lying eyes? Exactly. Yeah. So you that, can't hide. And your that's lying just eyes. one of the weird things. According to the Eagles, under this case, by the way, in this in this particular case, we'll get to uh, more of that on the way. Uh, I'm sure you guys talked uh, a little bit about. Yeah, but, well, I'm I'm guessing you did. Nate Shellman refuses to say his name. Well, I, I had to keep filling in the name every time he was telling a story about him because yeah. he'd say, you know, and then he'd pause and I'd say, uh, Ammon <laughs> Bundy, Bundy, and then he'd go ahead and talk. <laughs> it was interesting shtick for a while anyway. It, it, it's kind of surprising, too, you know, because you, you sit there and, you know, he's a simple farmer, right? Rancher, simple rancher. You know, owns a farm. I mean, I'm not going to call him names personally. There's uh, accusations, you know, that he is hiding some of his wealth, transferring it illegally um, to other places so that it can't be placed to lean upon to recover the $52 million. Um, however, um, 
money that he has rolling in, I, I did not realize how much money he has rolling in. And we'll talk a little bit of, about that coming up here this morning. Um, beyond just like, just the money that he's hiding. You mean like donations? Allegedly. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and this is beyond the money that allegedly um, he is hiding because those are the charges. So yeah. innocent until proven guilty, just like everybody else is. So he'll have his, always forget his that day part. in court. Yeah, yeah, he'll have his day in court. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, also, if you're going to be wanting to do some boating, recreating at Lucky Peak Reservoir, mm-hmm. um, you want to hurry up and do that. They start uh, water drawdown, their annual water drawdown next Monday, the 21st. So it'll drop about 18 inches a day. They expect the docks and most of the yeah. uh, boat in sites will be unusable well, by you can still next go, weekend. You can still go. You just get beached more often. Well, and that was sometimes in the middle of the thing. They had a boat that became stranded last year and sat there for nine months. And when yeah. the owner was finally able to get to the boat, been completely stripped by thieves. So you don't want your boat to be abandoned um, out thieves. on a sandbar somewhere because thieves apparently don't yeah. care about you know swimming out or wading out or trudging through the mud to steal all your crap. Thieves with muddy feet, but they didn't find them. No. So anyway, just a, a heads up if you're going to do it. You might want to do it over this uh, coming weekend because by next weekend, most of the boat ramps will be uh, out of the water. And this is nothing crazy. It's not that we're super hot or dry. They begin the annual drawdown about this time all the time. KBY News Time is uh, 6.15. Time for a check on sports for you this morning. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. The place to go if you want a delicious breakfast or lunch. They'll be opening up here in 45 minutes. You can or, get through the drive through Or brunch. You can have brunch. You can have dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I guess, if you really want. You can have dinch. Go ahead and get into Pork Belly for uh, a meal today. You can have Lunkfest. Uh, Boise State will start its football season this year against a top 10 team officially. The preseason Associated Press Top 25 poll was released Monday. At number 10 on the list, the Washington Huskies. The Broncos meet Washington in Seattle on Saturday, September 2nd at 1.30 p.m. The Huskies were 11-2 and in 2022 and beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Boise State was the only Mountain West team to receive any votes in the new Associated Press poll. The Broncos earned 17 points, good enough for 31st nationally. Besides Washington, no other scheduled Boise State opponent for this season received any votes. The top 10, two-time defending champion Georgia, followed by Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and again Washington at number 10. Boise State women's golf head coach Caitlin Downs announced Monday the hiring of Haley Krause as an assistant coach. Krause played at San Diego State from 2014 through 2018, averaging a score of 75 in 31 events. Krause is from Eugene, Oregon. In 2017, she won the Oregon Women's Stroke Play Championship. As a sophomore at San Diego State, she won the Cal State San Marcos Invitational. And as a junior, she tied for 11th at the Mountain West Conference Championships. That's sports. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back up Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.23, good morning. Thanks for uh, listening in. And remember, you can always be a part of the show by uh, calling us up, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. And that's toll-free from wherever you might be listening. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670. 
Email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. You can text us. Uh, you can get through our uh, personal fan pages on uh, Facebook. If you uh, want to give us an instant message, you can do that there. Um, the uh, Dow Futures, down 270 points as of right now. Uh, has something to do with July retail sales out. I'm guessing not good news because we just saw a, a big drop. So we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way here just about an hour from right now and find out yesterday had a good day on the stock market. Everything was up, but today it looks like it's uh, going to take all that money back. As it seems to do yeah. quite a bit. That's why I celebrated yesterday. <laughs> the um, I, it, It's crazy how great a year that is if all the people that have given their verbal commitments to Boise State University end up signing. I saw mm-hmm. uh, Boise State got another verbal yesterday from a wide receiver who had offers from Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, mm-hmm. Utah, all Power 5, Pac-12 teams, and ended up getting the verbal over all of those teams. The The, the quality of recruits, as far as ratings go, and you don't know what until they get on the field, obviously, mm-hmm. but you've got the ninth best receiver in this year's class, 35th best player overall in this class. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a top five place kicker right. in the nation and a top and the, 15 kicker. So he does the, both. Uh, the guy they signed uh, that we talked about, we talked about it yesterday, that they signed over the weekend, or he gave the verbal commitment anyway. Uh, he was ranked... Uh, as the number 105 player in California. Now, in most states, if you were the 105th best player, it would mean you're not very good. California, in California Texas means something. Yeah, in California, being number 105 means you're really good. Yeah, and, and, and the quality of teams, it, it's just amazing. Whoever, Whatever they're doing this year to recruit, keep it up because yeah. the the recruits that they are getting is absolutely amazing and uh, puts, you know, uh, you, you have really good faith in the future with the uh, players that they've been picking up. I bring this up because we're just a couple of weeks away from, uh, as Chris mentioned in the uh, sports there, playing a top 10 team to kick off the season. Officially. That's going to be, uh, you know, Boise State's, I think, 31 is where they're ranked, even though it's out of the top 25, it which is, is all yeah. they rank. Right. But vote, uh, as far as vote counts, they are 31. So this, there was, is, there was a big, this is a big, big game. There was a big drop from 30 to 31. But hey, we was, we're still number 31. Yeah. yeah. So this is a big game. And um, if Boise State wins this game, they will immediately jump into the top 25. Mm-hmm. Even if they play a good Central. game, they could pick up votes. Because the nation's eyes are going to be on this game. This is this is a prime daytime game right. on abc on uh saturday the second we also play central florida this year and uh, memphis and neither of them got any votes in the uh in the associated press poll neither did any other mountain west team so we don't have any other opponent right now that is ranked but of course that could change yeah um i bring this up also because as we get closer to uh, football we start talking football here on news talk kboi bronco mondays and bronco tuesdays begin officially next week the 21st monday bob beeler will be with us as we get ready for the game against washington and we'll be talking all football beginning at about 8 35 as we do every monday during the season with bronco monday and then of course it turns into basketball after football is over bronco tuesday about the other olympic sports all mm-hmm. getting underway next week bronco monday and bronco tuesday here on news talk kboi broadcasting from the empire title studios we are, we are.
News Talk, KDOI. 6.34. Enjoy the 68-degree temperature that we have right now. That's frigid compared yeah, to what it's going to be later today. Get out and do a little moon bathing. Uh, seeing a high today once again. Uh, heat advisory in effect today and tomorrow up until about 9 p.m. Temperatures ranging across the Treasure Valley uh, could be as high as 105 in some places. So you don't have to be outside. Uh, don't. I know some of you do. And, man, you have all my respect in the world because I used to work on a farm and a ranch and you didn't get days off when it was 105 degrees because right now uh, where I grew up uh, in around Grangeville, Cottonwood, um, it, it's harvest time. And when I was growing up, combines all have air conditions. Tractors all have air conditioners now. Um, when I was growing up, not one of our combines that we had <laughs> had air conditioning. So you just are out there in the dust and the mm-hmm. heat and you, you just had to suffer through it. So for those people, and I know there are a lot out there, um, you know, you have farm workers that are out there you're picking our crops right now. You have people who are busy trying to get the roadways back open again because they're they're either resurfacing the road or man, I can I can't believe how much road work is going on uh, here in the Treasure Valley. For those people who are out doing that job, you're you're out in the heat, and you have my respect. And thanks for all you do. Appreciate it. Coming up uh, this coming Friday, another KBOI sweet deal is uh, up for you once again. This is the sweet deal, of course, just like all the others. We'll go on sale at 9 o'clock. First time we've ever had this. It'll be interesting to see because this is a highly rated restaurant, the James Kitchen and Bar. $50 gift certificate for only $25. Limited number available. There's only 100 My guess is just the fact that this is such a high-rated uh, restaurant and bar these are going to go very quickly once again. But this will be the first time we have ever had the James Kitchen and Bar uh, up for a sweet deal. But that will go on sale coming up Friday morning at 9 o'clock. A reminder that if you don't want to wait until Friday, you don't have to. Because there are uh, just a plethora of sweet deals available uh, for you. Whether it's uh, traveling sweet deals, we've got some other sweet deals that are also available. If you want to take advantage of those, you can check them out. Just go to KBY.com, click on the sweet deal link, and you can get in on any one of those sweet deals, like Positive Pets Dog Training. We've got Bob's Restaurant and Lounge. There's only two of those left, by the way. Only three Positive Pets Dog Training left. Um, you've got X Golf. Uh, ready to get out of the heat and maybe do some air-conditioned golfing, you can do that right now. Uh, $100 value for only $50, another half-price deal. Those are just some of the values that are available right now at KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link and uh, enjoy your shopping. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 642, if you went to bed last night, uh, Donald Trump didn't have uh, another indictment. Uh, but when you wake up this morning, you're going to find that he has another indictment. This one expected yeah. uh, to come sometime they, this week, and it came late last night. They had a press conference about 11.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, grand jury has indicted uh, 2024 presidential candidate Donald Trump and several of his allies on conspiracy charges of trying to steal Georgia's electoral votes from President Joe Biden after the 2020 election, the indictment bringing 41 charges against 19 defendants accuses Trump uh, and Confederates of coordinated plan to have state officials essentially spike Biden's victory and award the state to Trump. 
And by Confederates, we mean you know his his colleagues, mm-hmm. not Southerners. Uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fanny uh, Fanny Willis, sorry, Fanny, not Fanny. Fanny Willis uh, launched her investigation of Trump in February of 2021. It's been going on since 2021. Indictment has been expected um, sometime this week, and it was laid down late last night, although there were, like I said earlier this morning, weird things happening. It was uh, prematurely posted on the uh, Fulton County website, charges everything early in the afternoon, and uh, then when people started asking Bonnie Willis about it, he said, oh, no, that we haven't done anything as of yet. It's like, well, what are these charges? And then they were immediately taken down. Yeah. And it's like, well, it just must have been a clerical problem. And then, of course, as you just mentioned late last but, night. But then, now that you mention it, they are <laughs> identical to the charges that... Uh, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. Isn't that it, it, just a coincidence? Um, so we'll be talking a little bit more about this. What does this mean? Um, what are, are some of the charges? Who are some of the people? There, There is something that is going to be a little bit different and the, uh, apparently, Fonnie Williams likes to do this. Um, she currently has a case going on where she has charged everybody all at once. And she wants to do that in this instance. Yeah. Where all, all 19. 19 are going to be charged at once. And if you think this is a circus now, wait till you see the circus that will happen when you try and charge 19 people and say every one of them has two of attorneys. You're going to have minimum of... 30 to 40 attorneys in the courtroom all at once making motions, objections um, during voir dire. Each one of those people charged are going to have presumptory challenges. So if you have 10 presumptory challenges times 19 people, it could take a year to get a jury seated. Perhaps they could... um uh, set up court uh, where the Atlanta Hawks play basketball. Something. It, it, I mean, this is going to be absolutely crazy um, if this does indeed go through, but that's according to her plan as of right now. We'll talk more about this this morning. We'll get your thoughts on where you think it's going to go. We'll talk a little bit, too, about uh, special prosecutor. Is he really special? Or is he just another prosecutor yeah. in the Hunter Biden case trying to tie Hunter Biden with Joe Biden? Those are some things to talk about. Right now, it's time for another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly in Kuna. Don't forget, they are opened up in 15 minutes for breakfast. Get out today. Hip drips, coffee, get through the drive through or stop in for breakfast. It is delicious. Another Bronco football player has made another 2023 award watch list. The Maxwell Football Club of Philadelphia included Boise State linebacker D.J. Schramm on its list for the Chuck Bednarik Award, which since 1995 has been given to the College Defensive Player of the Year. Schramm was previously announced on the watch lists for the Football Writers Association of America Bronco Nagurski Trophy, which is also given to the nation's most outstanding defensive player, and the Downtown Athletic Club of Orlando's Butkus Award, which recognizes the country's top linebacker. What would you call me? Uh, Butkus. <clears throat> you, don't, you don't do it every day, though. Schramm also made the uh, 2023 preseason All-Mountain West team, the Athlon Sports preseason All-Mountain West first team, and the Phil Steele uh, preseason All-Mountain West first team. Jeffrey Loria was the owner of the Florida Marlins from 2002 to 2017. It was he who changed the team's name to the Miami Marlins in 2012 to get the city of Miami to chip in for a new stadium. In 2017, 
Loria sold the team to a group that included Yankee Hall of Famer Derek Jeter. Jeter sold his share of the Marlins in 2022, but Loria is saying now that Jeter was behind decisions that, in his opinion, destroyed the Marlins' ballpark. In particular, Loria is upset that the team removed an art sculpture that used to erupt when the Marlins hit a home run and when they won a game. The sculpture featured spinning Marlins, soaring white seagulls, dancing pelicans, and a spraying fountain, and would perform for 29 seconds at a time. It was removed from the park in 2018. The stadium also featured fish tanks behind home plate and colorful imported European tiles scattered throughout the park. Under Jeter's ownership team, the fish tanks were removed and the tiles were all painted blue. That's sports. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regions Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, it seems like people uh, nowadays who are trying to shed a few pounds or get more from their exercise routines uh, seem to be increasingly turning to sports and other herbal supplements that claim to deliver great results. Do they actually deliver great results? Well, a new analysis of dietary supplements that claim to enhance sports performance or help with things like weight loss found that most didn't contain the ingredient amounts listed on the label, and some contained substances actually banned by the Food and Drug Administration. Can you share more detail on the study? Absolutely. I mean, the study specifically looked at nearly 60 different sports enhancement supplements, most of which claim to have stimulant or metabolic benefits, and researchers found that 23 of the products did not contain a detectable amount of an ingredient listed on the label. Additionally, almost 15% of the products analyzed contained an FDA-banned substance, and nearly 90% of the supplements analyzed did not accurately list product ingredients. So I see these all the time. Uh, What would you say that people should do if they come across an online ad for a supplement that claims to help with weight control, muscle building, or brain health? Well, first of all, realize that supplements listing ingredients with purported stimulant or anabolic or metabolic effects may not accurately be labeled and may even contain FDA-prohibited drugs. These are not regulated medications by the Food and Drug Administration. So before taking any new supplement or considering it, particularly if you already take other prescription medications, make sure to talk to your doctor. For years, everyone from our parents to family doctors have encouraged us to develop positive habits. As it turns out, good habits are particularly important for a particular age group. Who is that? It's those who are middle-aged and older who are concerned about their risk of developing Alzheimer's. It's worth noting, however, that not all of us, regardless of age, benefit, excuse me, that all of us, regardless of age, benefit from embracing positive social, mental, and physical activity practices that really can become part of our daily routines. So what kinds of practices are recommended and what kinds of benefits can we expect? Well, Alzheimer's risk can drop by as much as 35% among frequent exercisers, by over 20% among those who even just do regular household chores, and by 15% for those who have visits with family and friends compared to those who are not engaged in these kinds of activities. So good habits matter, especially as we age. 
That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Trump on notice. He must surrender by August 25th. That's just two days after the first Republican debate. His trial in the January 6th case could begin as early as January 2nd. That's two weeks before the Iowa caucuses. And it continues. Just a few weeks after Super Tuesday in March, a criminal trial in New York over alleged hush money payments. And in May, the start of a federal criminal trial and the classified documents case. Before the vote, the grand jury heard testimony from several witnesses. Georgia's former Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan says he was one of them. There's been a lot of misinformation for a number of years, and this is our opportunity to get the real story out. The indictment says Trump made multiple calls to Georgia Republicans, including a leading state senator, the governor, the state attorney general, and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, whose phone call with Trump prompted the two-and-a-half-year investigation. Another indictment. Came down yesterday in Georgia, 19, shall we call them co-conspirators? 19 people, you could say. Including Donald Trump, uh, charged in the 98-page indictment. They have until uh, noon, Friday the 25th, to voluntarily surrender to the court. Well, 10 days, not bad. No, get to put some, you know. 11, actually, yeah. Get some, you know, golf in, maybe. <laughs> Take a little vacation before. The indictment bringing 41 charges against 19 uh, defendants accuses Trump and Confederates of a coordinated plan to have state officials essentially spike Biden's victory and award the state to Trump. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis launched her investigation of Trump in February of 2021. So over two years, this investigation has been going on. The indictment had been expected uh, since a special grand jury recommended unspecified charges uh, in February of this year. Much of the indictment focused on behind-the-scenes pressure that campaign or state election workers and the overt harassment that resulted from Trump's naming of Ruby Freeman, a poll worker he falsely accused of fraud. There, There's so much about this thing that is, is I think, for the average person... So confusing. Like, if you accuse somebody of fraud, may not be right, but is it against the law? Fraud? If you yeah. accuse someone of fraud, yeah. not the actual fraud. If, oh. you, if you commit fraud, that is obviously a crime. If you... You mean if you fraudulently uh, accuse someone of fraud? Yeah. If okay. you... If you uh, fraud, first of all, you would have to prove that they're fraudulently fraudulently um, accusing them of fraud. accusing them of fraud which you know seems weird to do but is that illegal is that a chargeable crime according to Fonnie Willis it is a chargeable yeah. crime but is it sounds like it kind of is in Georgia and that's the question it's like wait a minute if first of all if you believe that they are committing fraud can you be charged for that yeah. Um, or if you, even I, if you don't I, believe I, that it's true. I get the feeling they have some, uh, what they consider evidence that would indicate that the people uh, claiming there was fraud didn't actually believe there was. And even if there is, is that a crime? Is lying a crime? Because if it is, 
every single politician should be in prison right now. And there are, of course, some people that believe that. No argument there. <laughs> that That's what a lot of people are going to be asking. I don't think And, every, and that's a question that I, I have. It's it, like, wait, is, all, that a, is that a crime? In all seriousness, I don't think every one of them should be in prison. <laughs> Probably not more than maybe 80, 90%. So I don't understand a lot of this. The... Um, there's 98 pages, so I mean, 41 different charges. Some of it is going to be charged, you know, as a RICO case, which usually gets, yeah, you know, used, rac- used, yeah, used, used yeah. against, you know, it's mafioso. mafiosos, yeah. Um, fake electors. Um, there's a lot that the, that the Fonnie Willis has to prove here in court beyond a reasonable doubt. And fortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be that difficult. Well, and it's not going to come anytime soon. No. She says she wants in six months. Um, There are legal experts saying there is absolutely no way that this is going to trial in six months. She has a case going on right now where it's similar in that she is charging everybody all at once, which is she has announced she wants everybody to be charged at once and stand trial at the same time. So you're talking 19 different people, including um, the former president of the United States who would be standing trial at once. Now, the other cases she has, I think there's like 10 different people in that case that she has charged at once. They are now six months into jury selection and still have not sat a jury in that case. Interesting. Six months. And here's the reason why. If you have 19 people, which are, are charged as of right mm-hmm. now, right, you, you have... 19 lawyers. Nine, minimum. Some people have two and three and four lawyers. Well, you have 19 represent. I mean, you have 19 people being represented. 19 people being represented. You could have as many as 50 lawyers in that court. Each one of those people in questioning just for the jury, you know, have presumptive challenges. They can uh, make motions, um, all sorts of different but, things for each different person right, while but, the case but, but is but going it's, on. It's not per lawyer. It's it's per defendant. No, so. Well, it's per defendant. Yeah, per defendant. 19 people. So you have, think about that. You have 10 presumptive challenges for 19 different mm-hmm. people who are charged. Yeah. You got so. almost 200. And, and the prosecution gets presumptive challenges, too. So this is this is this case. We'll talk a little it's bit really, more about this. is so confusing. In, uh, in a lot of ways, it's a, a fascinatingly boring process. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Time for a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning it's brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna. Couple of running back signings in the NFL Monday. Former Minnesota Vikings four-time Pro Bowl back Dalvin Cook signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets for a reported eight point mm. six million dollars. Cook was released by Minnesota in June as they cleared $9 million in salary cap space, leaving former Boise State Bronco Alexander Madison as their number one running back. Cook rushed for 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns in 2022. And former Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott signed a one-year contract with the New England Patriots for a base salary of $3 million, a signing bonus of $1 million, and incentives that could be worth Another $2 million. Elliott ran for 876 yards and 12 touchdowns as a Dallas Cowboy in 2022. Former NFL running back Alex Collins was killed in a Sunday night motorcycle accident in Lauderdale Lakes, Florida. He was uh, just 28. According to Lauderdale Lakes Police, an SUV was making a left turn when Collins on his motorcycle slammed into the rear passenger side of the vehicle, 
throwing his body through a window into the back seats of the SUV. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Collins was a fifth-round draft pick of the Seattle Seahawks in 2016 out of the University of Arkansas. He played in 2016 for the Seahawks, then for the Baltimore Ravens in 2017 and 2018. Collins missed the 2019 season after he was arrested for possession of marijuana and a handgun following a car accident in March of that year. Then he returned to play for the Seahawks in 2020 and 2021. Collins was an unsigned free agent in 2022, then played for the Memphis Showboats of the USFL last spring. Both the Seahawks and Ravens issued statements of condolence Monday. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about money this morning. And uh, must not have been some good news a little bit earlier. I know uh, retail, July uh, retail sales numbers were released because uh, we saw a big drop in the Dow futures uh, earlier this morning after having a good day yesterday. Um, what, what did the uh, retail sales numbers uh, say? Yeah, it actually came in better than expected, uh, surprisingly. So you had July, the retail sales for the month of July um, really just showed that the consumer is staying resilient. It rose at a rate of 0.7% month over month, which came in higher than the estimates of 0.4%. So we really saw these gains. And I think the seasonality factor is important to note here because we got a factor in that we had Amazon Prime Day. You had its competitors like Target and Walmart. They also had their special sales uh commencing in that month as well. So where we really saw these gains was in the e-commerce space. And you also saw a tremendous amount of spending in sporting goods stores, hobby sales stores. So again, summer, summertime, people are spending money, people are traveling. So again, came in higher than expectations, which shows that, hey, the U.S. consumer, despite this inflation numbers that we're seeing, they're still spending money at, a, at, a, at an impressive clip. And now we parlay that with Home Depot releasing earnings. This is a big week for your big box retail stores. And their earnings, their earnings for the last quarter did beat expectations. However, the stock is down in pre-market trading because their forward, their, their forward-looking guidance, they're expecting sales to fall between 2%, anywhere from 2% to 5% for the remaining, for the remainder of the year. So, um, where it's interesting because Home Depot, they really saw strength in categories that were associated with like smaller projects, but where they have seen a deep, a deceleration of spending it's these bigger ticket items, these bigger discretionary categories. So again, you factor all these in. Is this is what necessarily driving the market? No, we're continuing to see more data come out of China that is coming, that is underwhelming to, to put it lightly. And additionally, you have another ratings agency, Fitch, uh, stating that they might be forced to downgrade dozens of, bank, of US banks to include the big boys like JP Morgan Chase. Now, of course, we saw Moody's do that last week with a number of mid-sized banks. So you factor in the the economic data coming out of China. You factor in the rating agencies kind of putting a sour tone amongst the final institutions, which again, I don't think is that big of a deal. They're just doing a minor downgrade because most of these ratings agencies, they are calling for a recession at the end of 23 into 2024. So if that is their macroeconomic uh, take moving forward, then it's not a surprise to see them put, do a bit of a downgrade on these larger financial institutions. So you factor all those in, and we are seeing a little 
little bit of selling pressure in the futures market. I anticipate it to be a down day, but hey, we kicked off the week with a solid start where you saw Micron crush it and you saw NVIDIA continuing to extend its gains. All right. We'll keep an eye on things here, opening up uh, across the board. Looks like we're going to be down. NASDAQ down almost 50 points. Uh, the Dow down about 200 points ahead of the opening here. We'll get a couple of updates from you uh, later today and talk to you again tomorrow. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email in talking about the new uh, Trump indictments, along with uh, 18 other people indicted in Georgia. It says, be honest with your coverage. Let your audience know the charges carry the weight of what trump tweeted out watch the hearings oh such criminal charges trump violated the first amendment he's guilty of using his free speech what took the da so long oh that's right she got the indictment out there before the grand jury was even finished i think that might be seditious conspiracy uh, or treason against the president something she should be held accountable for not in today's world uh troy Boise, listening on 93.1 FM. Uh, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. I was watching a documentary on World War II. The tactics they were using back then was instead of having debates or any conversation at all, they would throw their political opponents in jail, basically, to eliminate them from the playing field, I guess. And it just seems like there's, there's democracy is supposed to be about, you know, ideas and solutions and progression moving forward, not what we're seeing with this. Basically, they're just trying to eliminate their opponent. So you're one of, you're I've never seen anything like this before. I was, it was astounding, the similarities. So you're you're one of those people that believe that the Department of Justice is being weaponized to stop Trump from running for president? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that's what it is. I I'm I just know that I mean it's probably been going on since the beginning of time, really, where it was, you know you you don't want to talk about a discussion, you just eliminate your opponent. You know what I mean? So that's that's what my concern is, is there's there's this huge push to get him basically incarcerated before the election. And it to me that's that's not the way it's supposed to work. I mean In all in all fairness, Troy, it hasn't hurt his popularity with his voters at all as a matter of fact it's as strong as maybe even stronger than it was before the indictment started coming down he leads his next closest republican candidate by 37 <laughs> points in the latest uh polling and no, in polling that, against joe they're... biden he's even running even basically if those were the two candidates for president which it's looking more and more like it's going to be so have the charges really hurt him well they <clears throat> I'm going to say no, obviously, just because of the polling, but here comes the question. Who are they polling, right? So you can poll anything you want, ask the question, whatever the question is, Mm -hmm. and depending on who you ask is what you're going to get these numbers. So it's always skewed, always. 
I mean, it just depends on how how you you know pose the question and who you pose the question to. And again, the reason why you don't hear about the other candidates is because they're just not mainstream media or whatever, you know, front headline news. You know, you, you don't see them on the TV every day. Every day you see something on Trump. Hours and hours of Trump. And I'm so tired of just freaking the same rhetoric over and over and over. I want solutions. Right. I want debate. I want, you know, I, I know my personally, I'm hurting financially because of the inflation. This is insane that our country is so disconnected with reality of people out there. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing people that are losing their houses and, and, and jobs and, you know, don't pay enough. Well, they don't pay enough because everything is so much more expensive. I mean, dollar $4 of gas. Come on now. We're, we're going up in gas. We can't, Easy. Figure this out. Troy, it just blows me away. It's four dollars and eleven cents a gallon now. Yeah, basically yeah. four That's four twelve. Great. Yeah. Troy, thank you for the great. call. Thank you for the thoughts, uh, questions. I have no answers for you. But yeah. thanks thanks for the questions anyway. It gives us something to think about. KBOI News Time seven forty five. Time for a final check on what's going on with sports this morning. Here's uh, Chris to give you all the latest, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open. Check out their menu before you go if you want to check it out. Uh, it'll make you really hungry, by the way. Go to theporkbellyidaho.com. Boise State will start its football season this year against a top 10 team, officially. The preseason Associated Press Top 25 poll was released Monday. At number 10 on the list, the Washington Huskies. The Broncos meet Washington in Seattle on Saturday, September 2nd at 1.30 p.m. The Huskies were 11-2 and in 2022 and beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Boise State was the only Mountain West team to receive any votes in the new Associated Press poll. The Broncos earned 17 points, good enough for 31st nationally. Besides Washington, no other scheduled Boise State opponent for this season received any votes. The top 10 two-time defending champion Georgia, followed by Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and again Washington at number 10. Boise State women's golf head coach Caitlin Downs announced Monday the hiring of Haley Krause as an assistant coach. Krause played at San Diego State from 2014 through 2018, averaging a score of 75 in 31 events. Krause is from Eugene, Oregon. In 2017, she won the Oregon Women's Stroke Play Championship as a sophomore at San Diego State. She won the Cal State San Marcos Invitational, and as a junior, she tied for 11th at the Mountain West Conference Championships. That's sports. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Former President Trump and 18 of his allies waking up this morning under a grand jury indictment in Georgia. 13 counts handed up last night alleging conspiracy and racketeering to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. This indictment essentially alleges that from the moment the voting stopped, Donald Trump, since even before, Donald Trump was running a criminal enterprise to try to stay in office. Everything he said publicly, every speech he made, every tweet he posted, everything he did 
was in furtherance of a criminal conspiracy. That's how ambitious this indictment is. ABC's Terry Moran. All this is Trump is the GOP frontrunner for the 2024 presidential election. More on that from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Even if he were to be elected again, he could not pardon his way out of this case. This case is pardon-proof because a president lacks jurisdiction over a state case. The Trump campaign slamming the indictment is bogus. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Is there a smoking gun? As of right now, these are all just charges. But is there a smoking gun somewhere in there? Is some of the things that President Trump is accused of doing in some of these indictments, and, I mean, for a lesser part, the other 18 people that were charged, but especially the president, that's the one that people are going to be keeping an eye on. We're also going to be keeping an eye on who is going to turn on whom in this. And what will that mean? Because, you know, if, if, if you're a prosecutor and you go to one of these defendants and say, hey, look, you turn state's evidence and you, uh, you know, do a little this for us, we'll do a little that for you. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I mean, which one of these, somebody out of the 18 different co-conspirators, so-called co-conspirators are going to go, well, sure, I'll say whatever you want me to say if I don't have to go to prison. If I get out of this, Right. Or, you know, under oath, they could tell the truth. Or under oath, they could tell the truth, mm-hmm. and they could get completely off. That probably would be their best bet, is to just stick with the truth at this point. But you wonder, I mean, there, there's so many different things. We, we've already seen lying from the prosecutor in this yesterday, when it was posted on the website. Uh, and they say, oh, no, the charges, there's no charges. That was an accident. That was... Clerical error, nothing. Coincidentally, all the exact charges that showed up on the website were the same exact charges in the press conference that she gave hours later. So what later. she actually meant was, that's not official yet. Why couldn't she just say that? Uh-huh. Why did she say, oh, no, it's clerical error. That Those those aren't real. It, it's just like, you, you knew you are going to get caught in this. People have been watching this case knowing that this is the week that the charges were expected, right? Yeah. Um. Another email in Mike at KBOI.com says, I want your audience to understand one of the charges was Trump tweeted, watch the hearings on OAN. Is that something that is considered illegal nowadays? Is that a crime? Is that how you conspire with your co-conspirators? It doesn't matter that Trump's popularity has increased through this. Uh, it's just, is this the justice system you want in America? I surely don't. That's some of the charges. Kevin McCarthy, once again, came out yesterday after the um, press conference and said this is just more of the same Department of Justice being weaponized to make sure that Trump doesn't get elected in the 2024 election. So one of the charges is that he told people to watch television? Yeah. That, that seems odd. There were 22 counts, 41 counts in all, 13 of them uh, he was in, in named in. But there were 22 counts related to forgery or false documents and statements. So that's got to be the uh, electors, right? Uh, Eight counts related to... I would think that's got to be the electors. Soliciting or impersonating public uh, officers. Again, same deal. Three counts related to influencing witnesses. Three counts related to election fraud or defrauding the state. Three counts related to computer tampering. Uh, one count related to racketeering and one count related to perjury. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in. Uh, we've got uh, news coming up top of the hour. We can get back to more of your phone calls and emails. Coming. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Did he just say it's going to drop down to 102 degrees? Hey, we're gonna do before we drop down to 102. I don't. I even if you are dropping in temperature, I don't call that dropping down. Not very far, anyway. 74 degrees right now in downtown Boise. Uh, phone lines open 208-336-3700. Pound six seven on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to take part in the show, you can also email us Chris at kboi dot com, Mike at kboi dot com. Um, once again, talking about news that broke uh, late last night that a Georgia grand jury had indicted Trump and 18 others, including former New York City mayor, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, former White House chief of staff Mark Meadows, former assist- assistant attorney general Jeffrey Clark, former Trump staffer Mike Roman, and several lawyers who have represented Trump and his campaign, including uh, Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, and John Eastman, for their alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. In the state of Georgia, Georgia, Fulton County District Attorney Bonnie Willis charged Trump and his co-defendants with a total of 41 counts in a 98-page indictment. The 13 counts against Trump include violation of the Georgia RICO Act, filing false documents, false statements and writings, solicitation of violation of oath of a public officer, conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit false statements and writings, and conspiracy to commit filing false documents. Willis announced the charges against Trump and his co-defendants in a uh, press conference late last night, saying that she hopes to take all to trial at the same time within the next six months. Former U.S. Attorney of the Middle District of Georgia, Michael Moore, Highly skeptical uh, that that was even possible, telling CNN's Anderson Cooper shortly after Willis's press conference concluded he did not think that that would happen or that Willis would be able to expedite the trial as quickly as she wanted. Take a listen. Well, it was it was interesting to me to hear her insist that she wanted to try the case within six months. I think she was going to try all 19 of these folks together. Um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that she wants to move the case, but that, that's not going to happen. Uh, there's just no feasible way to do it. Um, you, you can't try 19 defendants. You're certainly not going to try them on this kind of indictment with these allegations in, in six months. She also knows where she falls and she's been last to indict. There are other trials already scheduled. So, again, I really think this is a case based on what we're seeing here, based on the number of defendants, based on what's going to clearly be a marathon trial, not to mention a marathon uh, jury selection. In this case, it'll be well past uh, the election. Yeah, Michael, um, she said she wanted to try all the defendants together, didn't she? She did. That's my. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> she wants to try them all together. I mean, just, that, it's is just that not, possible? Well, I mean, it, it, it's possible. I mean, you can that'd be like trying a football team or something, I guess. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's just not going to be an easy task. I mean, think about just the number of lawyers Let's say each defendant shows up with a couple of lawyers and they're up and down making objections and motions. and fi- it, it it really is going to turn into more of a task than that can ever be accomplished in a six-month period. It's one of the reasons we talked earlier about the uh, current RICO case that she's prosecuting that the jury selection has taken more than half a year. Um, and, and that's a very much uh, more limited 
case with, with, with fewer defendants and, and fewer lawyers in there. So th this case, if she stays on that track, I just don't see any way that the case is going to be tried. And, and again, he's also, he is presumed innocent. I think her, her remarks were perfectly fine. And she, she laid it out and said what she said. She reminded people that this is an indictment. He's presumed innocent. And, and the court's going to take that into consideration as they think, of, especially if he's winning primaries in the Republican nominee, or whether or not you take an innocent man and deprive him of a chance to run for the presidency based on a, a DA's whim to try a case that she investigated for two and a half years because she wants to try it in a six-month period. Once again, that is uh, former U.S. Attorney for Middle District of uh, Georgia, Michael Moore, talking about the difficulties of getting this case to trial within six months. And, and part of that reason is because uh, Fonnie Willis has already got uh, a trial going on that has like, 10 people that she charged and took to court all at once just like she wants to do here and so far they're six months into trying to choose a jury and have not sat a jury yet in six months because as he mentioned right there you have the problems if you have yeah. eight, Everybody nine, has 19 people you have 19 different lawyers at at minimum and some of those people are going to have two or three different lawyers yeah but they don't get more challenges just because nor, they have more lawyers. not more challenges but you could have any one of the lawyers stand and say i object and once again then they would have to go through the objections um you know so you, you you could have 30 some odd different lawyers all objecting plus the prosecution is probably going to have Fonnie willis is is, is going to have more than probably one or two lawyers on the uh, prosecution side too so man if you think everything that's been go going on so far is a circus get ready but I have a funny feeling. This is my personal opinion, even though Fonnie Willis says she wants to take this to court within six months, which would put this early next year. I don't think this court sees the light, or this case sees the light of day until after the election, personally. Probably not. Joe and Eagle listening on 93.1 uh, FM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Oh, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, you're uh, talking about these uh, recent indictments uh, for uh, President Trump. Yes. So a question I have is that the timing is couldn't be better. I mean, these charges could have happened a year ago. But why right now why he's in the middle of a campaign? I mean, what, what's, what's the answer to that one? They said that they didn't do it before because they didn't have uh, their entire case put together until now. They had what they believed they they had what they believed had uh, happened, but they didn't have a good enough case to take to trial until now. Okay, I don't know. It seems kind of fishy. I mean, the Biden's uh, Justice Department. I don't. Know, did you guys ever listen to uh, New Gingrich about what? I mean, I've heard him. Well, he's talk talking many times. about all of this. He's talking about all this that's happening. I mean, the Biden. Uh, Justice Department. This is this is this is all coordinated. I mean, back to the timing. Why now? I mean, it's all been coordinated by uh, Biden's Justice Department. It doesn't make any. No other president has ever been charged. And trust me, other presidents have probably done worse than what uh, Trump has been doing. Is that? Would you agree? I mean, this is all coming out, but. It's other presidents have done. Well, take a look at Al Gore, for example, when he was running against Bush. I mean, he was saying all kinds of stuff. 
find more votes. Trump never said make up votes. He said find me more votes. So, in my opinion, uh, it's it's just doesn't. It's all fishy. I mean, why now? Uh, why now all this? Why he's running for president? It's kind of funny. Hey, I appreciate your show and thank you. Yeah, thank you for the call. Yeah, I Bye. I don't I don't know. You know, it it takes a long time to put together a case. I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but it does seem for some people like like he just said, it seems a little weird that the investigation has now wow. gone on since February of 2021, and it's taken until now to bring charges. Well, it's not that unusual for courts to take a long time to uh, bring that's a charges long, on That's something. a really long time, though. You're talking over two years. Well, it's not that long, again. Man, it seems that long to me. It sure, I mean, well, you, and, and as you, far you look as at, you look at locally, I mean, as far as here. the coincidence with him running for president, he's been running for president since 2014. Yeah, I mean, every moment. So, if, if you're going to wait till he's completely finished, I don't know when that's going to be. Well, it, yeah, it would be hard to bring these charges in any time from 2014 to 2020 because they happened, you know, in 2020 apparently. Uh, Rich in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, well, three uh, just real quick things. One, it turns out the Trump, the Trump crime family has been indicted under racketeering laws. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's kind of odd that that, that went that way. And uh, the the investigate this investigation and the January sixth investigation all started before Trump announced. So you you can't say they're just trying to stop him from running. The January 6th investigation by Smith, that was from a recommendation from the the House investigation. And this investigation started soon after the election. You know, so uh, they, uh, you know, you you, you, you can't say that these were started to try to stop Trump from running well, the president because I mean, they stopped. You, you, you could to a degree because it's never been in question that he was going to run for president. He, he didn't officially announce, but he's he's announced since he lost the last election that he was running in the next election. Well, not not really. Right after right after January sixth, it was months before he said that he or even implied that he was going to run. Uh, most people didn't think he would run after that. Uh, you know, and and those those indictment thing that got released. Well, yeah, they have a copy of the indictment that they're trying to get before it goes to the grand jury because they present that indictment to the grand jury. So it wasn't like that they, you know, it wasn't like that it was rigged or anything. They have they have a they have an indictment that they present, and somebody leaked out the, the indictment they were presenting to the grand jury. But had the grand jury not voted to indict then that would have been a moot point. That's but, true. I mean, the, I mean, the, the desperate excuses people are trying to find for this, it's just, it's just, every, it's everybody's fault but Trump's. You know, for some reason, this Biden is responsible for an indictment in Georgia. I, I can't figure that one out, but... Well, there are, you know, every, there are some people, and including you know some in Congress, that think that the Department of Justice, based on evidence, has been weaponized. Uh, against Trump based on what charges are coming to Trump and what charges or investigations are not going into the Bidens, like the sweetheart deal that Hunter Biden got in his 
thing that blew up in court here a few weeks ago. Um, you know, so it, it, I get it. There's questions that are going on, and we're not going to have answers until these court cases go to court. He's right, though, that in Georgia, it's got nothing to do with the Department of Justice. No. They're not federal charges. Not federal charges, correct. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBLI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBLI. Years. Some of uh, the other charges have, or RICO has a maximum of 20 years. Other charges range from one to 10 years, as I recall. Uh, so it really, uh, these are serious charges. Prosecutors here have charged the former president with being the leader of a multi-state criminal enterprise bent on keeping himself in office despite the popular will. In a social media post, Donald Trump claims to have irrefutable evidence that fraud did take place in Georgia and he vows that after it becomes public, he'll be completely exonerated. Claims he has irrefutable proof. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. A lot of charges. Some questioning whether some of those charges really are against the law. Is it okay to question the legitimacy of an election? Obviously, they think they are against the law in Georgia, otherwise they wouldn't have included them. Is it okay to question who won? Is it okay to make claims that there is fraud? Apparently, Donald Trump and the other people who are charged in this indictment, it's not allowed for them to do it. It depends on who you talk to. Exactly. because It's, uh, it's okay to say it. It's okay to think it. It's uh, okay well, apparently to tell it's not other okay people to about say it. it. Yeah, no, it's okay to say it. It's not okay to motivate others to do things that they otherwise probably should not do. And if you are motivating people to do that by saying it, isn't that still just saying it? Depends on uh, what you were attempting to do. If you said these... And how many people were in it with you. If you you said these things in questioning the legitimacy of an election, do you think that there should be charges. I think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Our researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that 
hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes... I continue. So none of those people were charged. Those are all presidential candidates, so it current must, it, vice president, so it must lawmakers, have, it, and attorneys claiming that there were... If fraudulent people were dealings charged. and fake votes, right. let me finish, in the 2016 election. Okay. Not yeah. one person is has been not only not charged, they haven't even well, been ridiculed over it. Nobody, for some of the same stuff that Donald Trump and the people that are saying in this election. Nobody uh, was charged with committing a crime because apparently they didn't. Or, as some people believe, the Department of Justice is being used as a weapon. What happened after the 2016 election? Trump became the president, and that was it. That was it. Nobody said anything about everybody claiming that there was fraud, that there was an illegitimate election. Nobody got That's charged. because none of those people did anything but say it. So did Trump. Trump said the same thing. He didn't just say it, though. What they're alleging is that he put together a group of people with full knowledge that, that, that was happening to try to overturn it. Some of the charges are just that he said certain things. Some of the charges are just that he believed the presidential election was fraudulent in some of the cases he's that are not, being charged. He's, he's not charged with believing it was fraudulent. No, he's being charged with saying that it was fraudulent. Right, while, right. while believing it wasn't. doesn't matter if he believes it or not. Yeah, it does, actually, if he says so. It, does it? When yeah. it comes, it is lying... Depends on who you're lying. On social media, media, or or even lying while not under oath, a federal crime. That's the question that people have. In my opinion, no, it's not. Well, you didn't go to law school, and the people who were charging him did. But how many times have they lost court cases? There's no, there's not a single attorney that is a prosecuting attorney that has not lost a case. And they've gone to law school. They're the prosecuting attorney. They have the job. They've lost cases before. Just because they bring charges doesn't mean you're guilty. Matter of fact, you're still innocent. We will, I guess, have to see if they lose these. Yeah, quite frankly. And I don't understand, quite frankly, I don't understand all the charges. But there are charges that he just said stuff. Once again... His claim is that's a First Amendment right. He also claims that he so has the charge, unequivocal evidence that will prove that there was fraud going on. But you've looked at if the charge as written out just says that he said something? Uh, on certain charges, there were. Yeah. Hmm. Like the one that said, watch OAN and see for yourself. Really? Telling somebody to watch a news program is against the law? You can be charged for I mean, you can be charged for anything. You still have to prove it in court. All the charges have to be proved yeah. in court. He is still well, yeah. he is innocent even, right even, now until said, proven even, guilty. Yeah, she said that last night uh, when she was talking about the indictment. She said, by the way, you have to consider all of these people innocent. She didn't even say innocent until proven guilty. She said, right now, you have to consider them all innocent. Which, which you do. The problem gets into, here's President Trump trying to run for president and fighting four different indictments all at the same time while having to run for president, which isn't even the biggest thing, it's taking a lot of money that should be going to help him run for president. That's where some people complain about. 
is that it's making it more difficult to run as president fairly in the upcoming election. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't be charged and that these investigations aren't all looking in. I'm looking at the other side and why people are, are questioning this. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, John and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. I can't believe you guys still support that man. Support who? Trump. Well, who who said we support him? Come on, boys. I've been listening to this stuff for years, and I can read between the lines. You support Oh, you're reading between the old reading between the lines proof. Got it. Well, say it. Okay. Tell me your honest truth. Do you want to see that man prosecuted or not? I want to see that man prosecuted if he is proven to have done something illegal. As, okay, well, as, I'm as should I'm everybody, asking. as everybody is fond of saying, nobody is above the law. Exactly. And it, it doesn't have anything to do with it that he's running for office. No, you can run for dog catcher, but if you get a parking ticket, you got to go see the judge. Don't matter if you're running for anything. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Now, there are some people that believe that the only reason that he is being charged is because he is running for president. If he wasn't running and just going into retirement, none of these charges would happen. I don't know if that's true or not. Nobody knows if it's true or not. Well, some people believe it. Can you repeat that, John? Yeah, we didn't yeah catch your, that. your phone went kablooey. <laughs> apparently, again. apparently, God's not wanting him to say that, whatever line he wants. Uh, thank you for the call, John. Kevin and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, that was a fitting into a, uh, a uh, Trump derangement syndrome call there. Anyhow, um, this uh, indictment worked perfectly. Um, it's got you guys and everybody else talking about the indictment instead of uh, the Biden family once again and the, the federal government. Yesterday, it came out that the FBI called off an FBI agent that was going to interview Hunter Biden yesterday. And with this whole whistleblower and IRS thing, and they called him off with the Secret Service and the government's all in cahoots and the Department of Justice. And it's pretty sad, but nobody's getting the real news out there of the real crimes. Well, we talked about this, and according to Alan Dershowitz and everybody else, none of this is going anywhere. All it is is distraction, taking money away. This is, uh, and if it is going somewhere, there's a whole lot of politicians going to prison, past and present. You, you really think so? Yeah, I'm excited too. You really think there's going to be a lot of politicians go to prison over this? Nope, including Trump. None of them. This is just a joke. Yeah. The whole thing is a joke. It's banana republic style politics. America is not that stupid. We're not going to fall for it. But what's going to happen, it's probably going to galvanize the uh, division of this country. That's the one thing it's going to do. And I don't think that's what they should be doing. Thank you for the call, Kevin. I don't, I don't know what happens if if we go to court on, he's got four indictments, mm-hmm. and say all of them end up going to court. There's some conjecture on whether or not they can be brought within the next year and get it to court um, or not. But but say they, they don't go to court and aren't able to get um, 
either uh, plea or find either guilty or not guilty, and it doesn't happen until after the election, and Trump loses the election. Who do you see about after that? Who do I see about what? Anybody that you have all these charges right now that are just charges, but I mean, you can see from the phone call, some people believe that, you know, as, as the gentleman said earlier, um, you know, you can read, read between the lines. A lot of people are going, well, we can't have this guy okay. as president. He's, he's Here, guilty of all these charges. I, I, I will say this. Let's say that uh, none of these things uh, are, go to trial before the election and Trump wins the election and then is sworn in as president. Uh, my guess is uh, they may not, they may not continue it against a uh, sitting, sitting president, president. But the second he's not president, they will keep doing it. And if he doesn't win, they're not going to stop then either. I don't think the purpose of this is just so he won't be president again. I think they honestly think he committed crimes. And you may be a hundred percent correct. And the thing is, I mean, we've said this before. If Joe Biden committed crimes, he should go to jail too. But it doesn't we're, we're seem not, like we're, they're We're not exactly partisan when it comes to people who commit crimes. Sometimes it doesn't seem like that. I mean, you look at the stuff that Joe Biden and, and what's going on in that particular case, and I, we're up on time here. Um, we'll take a break. It, it just seems like it's not being investigated with the vigor that Donald Trump is being investigated with right now. Well, it is by Congress. Kind of. But not by legal means. Were you know legally charged and bringing in a grand jury, and I don't know if it's because they don't have enough evidence well, or not. It just if, it if, just if, seems if, like he's not being investigated with if, the same vigor that if Trump the is. house if the house finds enough uh, evidence, though they will recommend to somebody to uh, to charge. They Biden. can they can refer him for charges. Right. It doesn't mean that that automatically gets him charges. They just refer him to charges. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Where President Trump said he will appear Monday at his golf club in New Jersey to present what he calls an irrefutable report on election fraud in Georgia. And Rudy Giuliani attacked the indictment returned here, saying its purpose is framing Trump and anyone willing to take on the ruling regime. Those, though, are political arguments. The legal case here may hinge on whether Trump and his co-defendants knowingly broke the law when they engaged in what prosecutors called a criminal enterprise meant to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, Atlanta. So uh, maybe this afternoon we'll hear what that irrefutable proof is, because according to that report, when he has his press conference at his uh, golf club later today, he says he has irrefutable proof that he will present showing that there was fraud in the election. And how long has he had this? Apparently, uh, since he started trying to take it to court. This, this might be the irrefutable so, proof that he has had that so every has, court case has got kicked out. So he has had this and hasn't mentioned it? Well, no, that, he's that, been, he's that been mentioning it since he, got, I mean, since I mean, he lost the election. But I mean specifically. Yeah, he said he said since twenty since Biden got elected that he has irrefutable proof that no, there but was I mean, fraud. He's never presented what the proof is. Though. No, he hasn't been able. The courts haven't Which accepted it. Seems yet. very un-Trump like to just you know stop there. Well, we'll find out this afternoon, maybe, yeah. or at the very least, in case. It, I mean, he's saying he has irrefutable proof. We'll we'll get to see if he actually does or not. 
uh, Mary has written in. Mary says, uh, what is wrong with this picture? All you folks who want to excuse a criminal from his acts of sedition by saying these lawsuits are just a ploy to keep Trump from running for president and not real prosecution for crimes against the state seem to have a problem with your vision. How about we go back to where the presidential office is not a place or job for a mob boss who just wants to win at all costs and make it a job for the best and brightest again, someone we'd want our kids to grow up to be like and our daughters to meet. This ridiculous whataboutism is such nonsense. When the crime of sedition against the U.S. is brought up, people go, well, what about Biden? What about him? He did not conspire to bring down the U.S. government. His son isn't president, and neither was he. Trump defrauded hundreds of people with his businesses and his university. That's not what we're discussing here either, since he wasn't president then. That's what. Get your patriotic whatabouts on straight. The man conspired against the U.S. government and each and every American citizen. I can't understand why everyone isn't angry. Well, they are. They're just angry about different stuff. (laughs) 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. Diamonds came out came out late last night in uh, Georgia. Nineteen different defendants, and apparently they will all be going to trial at once. At least that what Bonnie Willis, who will be taking the court case, says that uh, she wants to do. That just seems like an absolute <laughs> circus. I mean, it's already a circus. Is but it, I mean, is it going to be faster because they get them all over at one time, or is it going to be slower because they have to go through every procedure with nineteen different lawyers? I, I think it would be slower, right? Denny and Nampa says the United States might well find itself in the unique position of having two presidents, current and former, both running for the next presidency, both involved in court cases, and both wearing ankle bracelets. <laughs> uh, she, Vladimir, and. Ali must be laughing their tails off watching all our political gyrations. Oh, the rest of the world has got to be going, what the hell's going on in the U.S.? Wouldn't you think? I mean, if you if everything that's going on right now, all the allegations and well, all I'm the not... investigations, if we were watching this going on in another country right now, yeah. you would be going, oh, man, I'm sure glad we live in the United States and don't have to put up <laughs> with all that. Wouldn't we? Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure the whole rest of the world was looking at us like we weren't crazy to begin with. Well, that's true, too. I mean, they look at us like we have, you know, a a lot of money and a lot of freedom and things like that. But I think they still think we're nuts. Joe says, uh, gents, as you know, there is a difference between being found guilty in court where all are considered innocent until a jury or court rules otherwise versus public opinion, where as charges and indictments pile up, the public considers guilt to be obvious. Although Trump's Republican cult considers otherwise, he is guilty in the minds of the majority of American voters. At the top of the Republican ticket, Trump is facing charges in no fewer than four criminal cases, or is it now five? Setting aside the questions of whether Trump should have been charged at all, is uh, guilty or innocent, etc., he is underwater by 27 points with independence. Please, America, flush him. That was from Joe. Okay. And what and what and what you said, Joe, is is true. But here's the thing: had he not been charged in all these cases, would, as you say, more than half America think that he's guilty? 
Now, if he's found innocent in all these cases, are you are you going to say that still half half of those people are going to think no, he's innocent? Well, all of a sudden they change their mind. Oh no, he was innocent. He should be president. No, they're still going to think he's guilty and got off on a technicality, or he could be guilty. And the people that support Trump are going to go, oh, it's the the, the uh, DOJ has yeah, been weaponized and they found a way to find him guilty and he wasn't guilty. He's not really one who inspires casual opinions. No. Karen of Cunis says, please keep defending Trump. Your radio station is doing the Democrats a big favor. Trump will lose big time if he is the candidate. Keep up the good work and keep drinking that Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I, I hadn't even introduced you yet before you responded to that email. Uh, Bob and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KVOI. <laughs> You know what? These, those, all those emails are from people that are afraid to talk to the public itself. They figure they can write something down that actually sounds totally stupid, but that's fine. That's their choice. People are allowed to be stupid. That's a, well, so far, that's one freedom we still have in this country. But as of the indictment last night, I'm sitting, of course, I'm getting pissed off about it because I know what it's all about. And they say, oh, what about ism, okay? Basically, every time you... See, this is the trouble with most people. They can't. They don't know how to put two and two together. They can't see that every time some crap comes down on Biden, they throw another thing at Trump. These people are all in conjunction with uh, what's the name of our Attorney General, what Merrick Garland in D.C. All these, you know, prosecutors. Because see, an election crime is federal, not state or local. So basically. They have no leg to stand on. They know that. What they're trying to do is keep them out of the light during the election with trials, which has already been proven by the dates. The dates all coincide with different primaries and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you guys, you guys really need to get rid of ABC as your news, okay? That has to be one of the most biased channels there is. So, I mean, and this is what's going on. People need to pay attention to what's actually happening, you know, because when you say, does he have all this proof and stuff like that? Well, there was a video that came out by True the Vote, okay, that you can actually watch, and it's put out in detail, and it shows how many people actually signed affidavits proving the point that there was fraud going on within the polling centers or where they were counting the votes. So, I mean, it's there. The only reason why it's not public, because he couldn't get a court, is, well, he lost all these court. He didn't lose any court cases. No, they, they, ne- never, they never went to, to Yeah, they never went to court yeah, for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. Yeah, no, because they say he didn't have standing. Most of it was cowardism. Most were afraid of because they were being attacked by Antifa or somebody on the Democrat Party. See, the Democrat Party has a mob. Okay? They go out and they attack. When you see all these things, people showing up, protesting in places, that's all, you know, planned. That's all people sending out messages, be here, be here, be here. These aren't, you know, people that really care about the process. They're more, they're agitators. And they have a group of them. I don't know why we don't or the Republican Party don't. I guess because we feel that we're too good for it, I guess. I don't know. But um, this has been the issue why the judges don't want to bring things out. Judges are afraid to go against some of these charges because they, they're afraid of being attacked. 
and that's the problem. You tr- do you truly believe that? You th- you think that they don't okay. they don't do tr- okay. they're afraid of being attacked? Okay, look what happened when the when the news came out about Roe versus Wade. Well, no, I know, you know I, I know, but do you federal, but do you truly believe that they that a prosecutor oh, yeah. isn't going to bring oh, charges yeah. just because they're afraid that there might be rioting? Oh no, I mean, the judges are afraid that they don't hope that they don't do it that there will be rioting. Okay, that's what happened. Why they didn't want to hear the case under the Supreme Court? When somebody said this is just like the thing with uh, Bush versus Gore, and, went, and uh, Robert said we didn't have Antifa. Well, he said no, we didn't have F and F and Antifa back in 2000, okay, like we do now. So the judges were actually intimidated by what's going on. There's a group of lawyers out there intimidating lawyers who want to defend President Trump or ex-President Trump. You know, there's a group of people doing this. Uh, I mean, it's nothing. This is, this is what's going on. But, you know, you guys really need to hear rid of ABC News. I listen to that when you guys have it on. I go, oh, my God, that's not what happened. None of this stuff is true. Every, who uh, who would you who would you suggest we replace them with? Well, none, none, none of the alphabet channels. Let's put it that way. You know, I don't care if you guys use CNN or one channel. Definitely not them either. I mean, I don't. Just, <laughs> you know, like CBS, ABC. You know, like CBS is not as bad. Okay, the one thing about ABC is owned by Disney. Okay, they, when the, one of the reporters came out and, and put out the thing where he, where he said, you know, I know you're going to the Capitol. Okay, and when you get there, fight, fight, fight. That's what the that's what the reporter put out on the news report. Okay, he left out the whole part in between about you know March. Uh, was it go patriotically and peacefully? All right, left that whole thing out. Probably because that's not what happened. But that's well, that's not the point. That's not what Trump said. Trump said, "I know you're going to march to the Capitol. It'll go patriotically, peacefully, peacefully and patriotically." Then he goes, and we need to fight for our rights. He didn't sit there and go, fight, fight. You know, that was all made up. That was all put together like the same thing with the January uh, January 6th commission. They didn't even bring that up in it, too. You know, they've already so-called deleted, you know, half of the statements made by the people that were, <laughs> who were not saying the same things they wanted to say. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Then you got Biden on vacation. You've got a big fire in Maui that he's not even attending. He's pretty much telling, I don't give a damn. You're all hey, Democrats. Hey, hey, hey. Biden has worked hard. He deserves another vacation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be- being, president, being president is a tough, <laughs> tough job. He deserves, he deserves another vacation. Thank you for the call, Bob. Uh, appreciate it. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Your thoughts on the latest indictment. If you're keeping score at home, if you had the over-under at four, you just want a bunch of money because uh, Georgia um, basically uh, indicted Trump along with 18 others in a Georgia election subversive case. Um, many, many charges. Who knows when it'll go to court? You want to weigh in with your thoughts, you can do that now. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
When you look at the former president having this balancing act with appearing in court, also on the campaign trail, knocking his rivals, possibly participating in these debates, I talked to a lot of voters in Iowa who were deeply concerned about that. Even people that lined up to see Trump at the Iowa State Fair, they question whether or not he has too much baggage, too much controversy to possibly win in a general election, so we could start to see it shift. I I admit it. I personally question whether or not at this point whether he is innocent or found innocent or found guilty. Is there too much baggage for him over the next year and a half to be running? Would it be easier? Because the whole the whole goal here is to beat Biden. So even though he's leading by 37 points, I think there are people that are questioning, all right, is this starting to be too much? To be able to be on the campaign trail, getting trail and trial mixed up, uh, to be on the campaign trail over the next year and a half, you know, and participate in debates and whatnot and fight two different court case, four different court cases all at the same time. Now, granted, you know, most of it's going to be his lawyers fighting the court case, Mm -hmm. but he's going to have to participate. He's going to have to be there for questioning. He's going to have to be there when they take depositions. So yeah, even even I question whether or not there is a better option than Trump. I mean, I question whether there's a better option for Trump and Biden. Uh, it, it's you know, in my personal opinion, it's like these are the best two people we have running for president. Really, that's the best two people we can come up with. <laughs> Actually, that's something people have been asking for about the last two hundred and fifty years. I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of people seem to like Ronald Reagan. Some people didn't, though. Well, some people didn't. But, I mean, in the, in the, I mean, there are people that support Trump just because he's a Republican. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got the R beside his name. But you have a lot of people that will vote because of the R beside his name that question, it's like, really, is this the best R-named candidate we could possibly have as of right now out of everybody that's running based on polling by far he's the best candidate so far certainly has the most experience for the job he's running for yeah Um, hard to you know argue with that kevin or mike writes in kevin had it right who knows what's going on behind closed doors that's biden style you can bet this administration is up to no good well, we watch the clown show, smoke and mirrors, or whatever you want to call it. As far as I'm concerned, I'm seeing corruption every single day in one form or another. The lines are so blurred. Nobody knows what is fact, what is truth, and what is justice, and won't it won't get any better while I'm alive. So sad times in America for red-blooded Americans. That's from Mike. Well, I agree with some of what he said there. Uh, let's see. Rico writes in 18 defendants at the same trial. It might be like the end of Goodfellas, where all the mafia defendants are in wheelchairs and oxygen masks. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that. Uh, Wayne writes in, voted for Trump, thought he did a good job as president. Do you think that he has been treated unfairly? Fact is, the worst thing that can happen is another Biden or Biden-type presidency, and Trump will not be able to convince the electorate that he is the better choice. There are plenty of quality Republican candidates with more experience than Biden and better outcome. Let's move on from Trump and make sure we win the White House. Once again, there's another person who thinks that maybe they're just because of what's going on with Trump, (laughs) that there may be a better person to try to beat Biden. What? 
what are the chances that between now and, and November of next year that both parties might go on a youth movement? I'd say on a scale of zero to one hundred, I'd say there's about a two percent chance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might even go a little less than that. One. Yabit yeah, says uh, I used to work Micron with a gal we called Yabit yeah, because no matter what we said, she would always say Yeah, but us nothing we uh, ever said was right, and she always contradicted us. Unfortunately, nothing ever got done. We would purposely repeat what she'd said two to three days before, only to be Yeah, but it again. It wasn't until she was gone that our department processes, output efficiency, and margins went up. Mike reminds me of her. If he weren't who he is, I'd swear he was her, LOL. How do you know I don't identify as her? That's what I want to know. How do you know I don't identify as her? In this day and age, I could. Uh, true. 208-336-3700. Yeah, but... Oh, no, I, but, oh you what? just yeah, but... I know. You just yabbited. Actually, actually I trubited. But uh, when when you do it, a lot of it is for the sake of the argument because you want right. to get as much of the uh, yeah. argument out there as possible not, well, not to miss anything. Same, I want to try to do, same as I do. I yeah, mean, you do the we, same thing. We do it somewhat differently, but we both do the same thing. We try to get both sides out. I try to find Never, sometimes a third and a fourth side. There's It's very seldom... Just black and white. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times we're playing and, devil, devil's act. And life isn't necessarily binary. Two, it's, it's either this or it's this. Two, the people who say that to you quite often are selling you something. 208-336-3700. Need to take a break. Uh, news next. We'll get back to your phone calls. If you're on the line, Randy, stay right where you're at. We'll promise to get to you next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon and wilds. If you want to get through one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. It's toll free from wherever you might be listening this morning. You can uh, also email us. We've been getting a lot of those in this morning. Email Mike at kboi or Chris at kboi Talking about the indictment released late last night by Fonnie Willis in Georgia. We'll uh, see the different charges, specific charges to specific people who are in the indictment, 19 in all, but Bonnie Willis says she wants to bring this case to court within the next six months and uh, wants to try all 19 people at once. And that kind of ties around uh, the RICO the RICO Act. We've kind of agreed it's logistically impossible. Yeah, right? it, it just it just seems like... It's a circus. It's not the it's not the first time, by the way, that she has charged a lot of people all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a current case going on right now, for instance, um, and I think there's like ten um, defendants in this particular case. Um, the uh, ten defendants, and it's taken six months. They haven't even got a jury s- sat yet because it's taken so long. Because what what happens is you have so many people that are jumping in and. Uh, you, when I say people, attorneys, each person is going to have their own one, two, maybe three attorneys, yeah. all of them making motions, objections. Um, you know, if, if presumptory challenges, you have so many presumptory challenges, each different defendant is going to have 
you know, presumptory challenges for their attorney to do that. Plus, the prosecution also has the same thing, and will be making motions and and whatnot in uh, court. So, yeah, I, the, and we heard from a former um, prosecutor in Georgia saying that the chance of doing this within the next six months is impossible. No. There's just absolutely no way this thing is coming to trial in the next six months. I would be shocked, and I made this statement a little bit earlier this morning, I would be absolutely shocked if this case comes to trial before the 2024 election next November. Mike writes in and says, this, the timing is suspicious take, is hilarious. Please tell me when the indictment could have been unsealed so the timing wouldn't have been suspicious. Answer, never. I guarantee if it had come out a year ago, someone would have said the timing is suspicious. Or if it came out a year from now, closer to the election, you would say the timing is suspicious. Those dead set on finding conspiracy will always find one. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Welcome back off the course. Thank you. Yeah, I don't need to know how you did. I have a, an idea. You love I'm glad you asked. Topic. I'm glad you asked, Paul. I, we won. Wow, cool. <laughs> I don't need to know his ask. <laughs> yeah, that, he he asked right there. Mm. <laughs> cool. You know, there's there's another fifth indictment that's coming down the lane, and it's it's for Trump once again. The fifth indictment is they're going to give him a death penalty for spitting on the sidewalk in front of Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco. Not too many people know about that, but it's coming. I I think you're the only person who might know of that, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. You understand what I'm saying. They're all trumped up charges, every one of them things. Ha! Trumped up charges. I bet you did that on purpose. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's see. I got a couple here for you. Um, Nuts writes in. I'm not sure if Nuts is uh, their real name or if they just identify as Nuts. Uh, says, how can you... They could think of that as a title of what they're saying. How can you prevail against the very people who make the rules and who hands down the sentences? Nobody sees a problem with this. If they are corrupt, how is Trump going to ever get a fair trial? Well, uh, That's from Nuts. He could win the case. Would it be a fair trial if he wins? Uh, I don't. No, I'm not I, asking I, you. I'm just, but my my honest answer is I don't know. Uh, it would be a fair trial if it's a fair trial. That's all I know. I mean, you you can't. Let's put it this way: if you already know the outcome of the trial beforehand, yeah, it's probably not a fair trial. <laughs> um, Idaho boy says people make mistake or statements like Trump conspired against the U.S. government, etc. We've yet to see any evidence of this. After all this time, even the speech he made preceding the January 6th stuff, he explicitly said to peacefully protest. We don't see any proof against Trump as it doesn't exist. Just the prosecutors conjuring up charges under the guise of protecting so-called democracy, which is something else I'm tired of hearing. We are a representative republic, not a mob rule democracy. What they have are people he talked to essentially testifying as to what he said. And they consider that to be proof. Laura wrote in to say, notice everyone is complaining about the uh, timing of the uh, Georgia attorney general, not about the actual crimes committed. Well, most of the people who are complaining about it don't think there were any crimes committed. 
Kevin writes in, the liberals and anti-Trumpers are failing to see that this isn't about supposed Trump crimes. Instead, it's dedicated to keep him out of office. If he gets back in, he'll show the true weaponization of the federal agencies, and they are petrified to let that happen. Hmm. Billy C. says, uh, Trump, his lawyers, and Newt Gingrich want a change of venue in the J6 case to West Virginia. I suggest Trump go rob a 7-Eleven in Charleston, West Virginia, so he can get his wish. I don't think that would give him his wish. Just yeah, I, because I, I, just because he commits another crime and I feel like there is some in flaw. that area doesn't mean they're going to move the, the other flaws in that theory. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, baggage writes in once again. Not sure if that's the name or just the subject of your uh, text message. Um, it says, uh, creating baggage is where the Democrats have done a tremendously evil but effective job. Everything that they have done or accused Trump since his involvement in politics has been an effort to create negative baggage. I cannot tell you the number of friends and family members I personally have that do not like Trump but cannot explain why they do not like him. It's because the Democratic Party has created so much negative baggage. The amount of negative baggage Democrats have created against Trump is overwhelming. It does not matter whether it's true or not. Everything except the latest allegations have been proven false, but it still leaves a sour taste in the most moderate in Democrats' mouth. This latest round of indictments is nothing more than that to distract Trump from campaigning and to ensure moderate and Democrats continue to dislike Trump. They will blindly vote for an obviously compromised Biden rather than vote for Trump. Biden will take down. I still got some more here to go. Biden will likely go uh, down as the most corrupt president in U.S. history. Trump will go down as the most investigated and maligned president in U.S. history. It saddens me that so many people cannot look at things logically and use common sense to discern where the true corruption lies in our society. That's from it's the the, the thing is, I mean, if you get the uh, the feeling that uh, when Trump uh, announced he was running for president, uh, that there were a whole bunch of people that were neutral on him, and then the, the Democrats started saying things about him, and then people didn't like him anymore. I, I don't, I don't think that's the way it happened. I think there were people that, when he, you know, the first time he opened his mouth, didn't like him. Democrats loved him when they thought he was a Democrat, or when he was a Democrat. And when, they when, hate, when he, the same exact when, well, people yeah, hated mean, him when he, when he was, ran for president as a Republican. When he, when he was on talk shows talking about being pro-choice and things like that, yeah, they did like him. Celebrities flocked to him. Same celebrities can't stand him now. Well, he's not exactly saying the same things he was back then. I have a, a and I don't, I have no answer to this, but I, I, I have my personal feelings and opinions I truly 100% believe that if Donald Trump was not running for president, none of these charges in any one of these cases would be happening. I truly believe that. And I don't believe it at all. Yeah, and I truly believe that that, that, that would be the case. If, if there was nothing to gain here um, politically, I don't think they would be going after a former president. I do. Yeah. And some people do, and some people don't. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, final chance to get through this morning. Latest indictment. Donald Trump charged last night in Georgia, along with 18 other people. 
We're getting your thoughts this morning. It's your final chance to get in. Phone lines are open 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. When you look at the former president having this balancing act with appearing in court, also on the campaign trail, knocking his rivals, possibly participating in these debates, I talked to a lot of voters in Iowa who were deeply concerned about that. Even people that lined up to see Trump at the Iowa State Fair, they question whether or not he has too much baggage, too much controversy to possibly win in a general election, so we could start to see it shift. That's the question. Can he fight four different cases Can he run a campaign for president and still be able to golf two to three times a week? He's cutting down on golfing? He's going to have to if he wants to do everything else that's going on in his life as of right now, wouldn't you think? I mean, you go out for a round of golf, it's going to take you at least five hours. Robert in Boise, thanks for being patient. Listening on 670 AM this morning, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, um, I'm a liberal, and I'm not a Trumper, but, you know, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm from the East Coast, and I'm in my 60s, and I've seen Donald Trump act up for years, for years, and he's shitting it through his hat in the political arena. I think that's where he really messed up. He doesn't so he, understand. He, he messed up that he by, by running for president is what you think. He rest, he messed up because he really doesn't understand the political arena. He can't he can't treat it like he treated it as a business. He can't do that, and he found that out. One of the biggest one of the biggest problems I have with him is the fact that he said Russia. If you're listening during a debate, I mean that's awful. And I'm a veteran, and I was offended by that. Totally offended by that. And then he was talking about build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. And then his buddy Steve Banyan was stealing money from the wall fights. And then Trump turned around and pardoned him. Does that make sense to you? How can you trust somebody with that type of mentality? Now, whatever he's doing, that's on him, you know? And it's not because the Democrats are coming after him. It's Republicans that are coming after him. It's Republicans who are saying, hey, he's done this, he's done that, and he's done these other things, and that are showing evidence of his behavior. So, you know, that's just my personal feeling from what I've seen and what I've read about what's been going on for the last, what, six years or so? Mm-hmm. And that's my take. Thank you, uh, Robert. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Randy Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Morning, guys. Hope you're having a great morning. It's just about quitting time. That's a good thing, huh? Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it's all political. And if you remember when he first took office as the president of the United States, the Republicans were completely against him. It took them, oh, God, a year and a half, two years before they started supporting him and working so that he could be successful. And he was very successful. Our country was in such a better place then. It's just it's just reality. And the trumped-up charges, I want everybody to think about this, because I haven't heard it mentioned, 
the December 6th deal, he offered prior to the day to send uh, military to protect the Capitol. And the Democrats said, no, we don't need them. We don't want them. Do you remember that, guys? Yeah, it's not true, though. Oh, it's not? No. And why do you say that, Chris? Well, because there were no Democrats that were in charge of it at the time. People say it was Nancy Pelosi that said no. It wasn't. She had nothing to do with that. It was the Capitol Police, and they weren't offered any extra help. Who again, make, who, how do you know who, that? Who makes the call? Well, how do you know otherwise? Who makes the call to ask for you the... Don't, you don't know either. For yes, the National Guard. Who makes that call? You That's say, the states. Huh? That would be the states. But Washington, is not a, Washington, D.C. is not a state. Correct. And my understanding is that he offered to bring in military, the real military. But, hey, we'll never know. And if, if uh, you guys believe in the Russia, <laughs> the Russia stuff that's been proven to be just lies, paid for by <laughs> Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party. We, we do know that's true, correct, Chris? Well, we we must not know that's true because she never got charged. Actually, that's no, not well, what it, that's not what it said in the Mueller report. <laughs> the Mueller report. Oh my gosh! Anyways, it's uh, it's the reality. Go ahead and laugh at anything you don't agree with. I mean, you know, that's an easy thing. Oh to no, do. I'm not. I'm laughing at the reality that our country is going down the tubes because we are becoming a banana republic dictatorship. And the uh, Department of Justice is controlled by the Democrats, and it's taken out anybody they feel they need to, and it's not right. But that's the reality. We need a change. We need desperately to save our country. Thank you for the call, Randy. Appreciate the thoughts. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Maria wrote in. She says, I have to agree with Chris here. There are honest people, especially people under public scrutiny. I watch a variety of different news and talk networks and programs, and here's what I've noticed. When Democrats disagree with something Republicans are doing, they say the Republicans are selfish or paranoid and afraid of their own shadow or just have bad politics because they don't think deeply enough. When Republicans disagree with Democrats, They claim everybody is lying. People whose whole lives and careers depend upon their reputation, they say, lie about everything, even things you can look up. Trump is telling the truth, and hundreds and hundreds of people are lying. People with advanced degrees, long careers, etc. The approach is just totally different. (coughs) Sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) Really? Democrats have never called Republicans liars? You're not paying attention. That's it for today uh, on a 20-hour break. I'm sure we won't talk about this at all tomorrow. Have yourself a great day.